Giving up Adderall is a return to energy independence. Nothing rotten. Calling Zelensky a Jew after baptizing two of his kids is like calling Jihadi John Jewish. <laughs> Nothing rotten. Also, why is Annie Leibovitz taking pictures of Zelensky and his wife for Vogue magazine? Was the Vanity Fair Hollywood issue too vain for Zelensky's tastes? Posing in the same magazine with Wes Anderson's pocket watch collection from Louis Vuitton is where I draw the line, Annie. Tell your sister Judy Gold she's a no-talent hack. Thanks. Nothing rotten. Zelensky takes orders from Azov Nazis. He's like George Soros with a better barber. Nothing rotten. Trump's the Antichrist? Not your dead dick, Liz? But unlike your deathly dickish American dad, you aim to please? <laughs> Nothing rotten. Also, doesn't Jesus return from heaven to defeat the Antichrist in the Bible Part 2? So have some faith in the Jesus comeback story. Won't you, people? Nothing rotten. Imagine Jesus returning and his only request is that we give up social media for a whole year. Trump tweets on Truth Social. Don't worship false idols. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize that former Trump supporters were tweeting that about Trump on Truth Social before giving up social media for Lent. In other words, fuck off. Already, Trump, you left us for dead and push Operation Death Speed with the same verb as Trump vodka, laced with killer doses of fentanyl. Condemn the killer shot and post bail for your supporters rotting in solitary confinement already, motherfucker, or you're rotting to the core like the rest. What's the point in passing prison reform if you can't even bail out your diehard supporters who didn't kill anything but the veneer of Q being your alter ego in the form of JFK Jr.? We were destined to team up with to take up the deep state, which took his father out, who wanted to share our alien DNA stool samples of Gore Vidal with the Russians. Let blowhard one Mark Levine let you off nice and easy. Nothing rotten. And if Ronan Farrow is really Frank Sinatra's kid, then why hasn't Woody Allen woken up next to the head of Secretarius yet? The great American songbook lives. Now, eat my butt carrots, Amy Barrett. You're Mia Farrow with better husband selection. Nothing rotten. Holla! Thank you very much! And this is the Pause Daddy Podcast. Funny, fast jokes and some occasional hardcore, hilarious stories for you and me. And tomorrow, my son starts kindergarten. He's my lucky number three because I never mastered the art of the pump fake. Talking about Chosen Curls is bound to. Woo! And I'm very excited for him. I'm very excited to be able to have the freedom to rehearse material that I've spoiled you with 129 common records later. As I get back on stage and kill. And then, you know, work on my, uh, my May Spring abilities when I get attacked in the subway soon after. <laughs> By Thug Lives Matters Most. So I just want to thank everyone on this podcast and everyone on SoundCloud and my WordPress blog for 
making this the most like dreamy comedic run imaginable. You know, there's this guy that I went to high school with, and I'm on this like high school text chain, and you know, he asked my opinions. I was like, "Do you have any monkey pox jokes?" And I did this joke about how you know, if you want to reduce the crime in New York City, you know, all you got to do is like issue. Uh, my kids are coming in, and this is coming to an end. Hold on two seconds. My daughter just came back from Whole Foods. Apparently, a watermelon jerky is a thing. So, again, good reason for marijuana ever being invented. <laughs> so, thank you, Lord, very much. So, I have not had a beer in five months, by the way. It's my year without beer. So, I could finally achieve doodle dead dunking on glory. And, although... I would say my favorite summertime beer of all time is definitely the 21st Amendment watermelon beer from 21st Amendment. They're based in San Francisco. Uh, last time I checked for me, it's a five-sipper max. <laughs> so I saw George Thorogood and the Destroyers with Sammy Hagar in St. Louis. I connected with an old bud from college. And it was an amazing show. I want Sammy Hagar to be the new spokesperson for Men's Journal. <laughs> Screw Deadpool and tights. <laughs> uh, Sammy Hagar has tapped into the fountain of youth. He's 74 years old, and I want more of it. He was amazing. He had this one line when he's performing. And he's like, you know, we're the circle, and like we destroy, and like this is what we do. And so I'm really excited to like get to that point in my life where I can say that I'm doing something similar on stage as far as rocking out, like Galvis or Sammy Hagar. And I know it's hard to do when I'm sounding surly boring sitting down in my chair right now. I'm trying to be reflective, and I'm trying to express love for my fans, because like I was saying before, before my daughter came in, very excited to see me, which I can't complain about, but is, so my friends asked, some old friends, calling them friends is being very generous, but I said, you know, they were part of my wedding, friends of them in high school, these come to my stand-up comedy shows, and I shouldn't be too harsh. This one guy says, move to Israel, become a huge superstar. But so anyway, the point being is that I got this text to like, hey, you got any monkeypox jokes? And I did this joke about how, you know, if Mayor Adams in New York City, if he wanted to reduce crime, what he should do is that he should, every time, you know, a crime is committed, instead of releasing them back in the streets, which we do anyway, because of the no bail laws, which is an endless get out of jail free card, instead... You should take away their cannabis dispensary card, which will cause immediate panic attacks. And all of a sudden, the thug lives matters most, freaks out in the subway, has a full-blown panic attack, and says, how am I going to get my mango-flavored gummies, homie? Yolanda won't kiss me with any skunk-ass weed breath. And I'm not going to share a blunt with you after just getting out of the slammer, you monkey pox-packing motherfucker. <laughs> so that was the joke. Great joke, I know. And the Indian guy at the wine shop here in uh, Summers, New York, uh, loved it a long time. So, of course, it gets no love. There's no ha-ha, no LOLs. And, like, I don't need your measured <laughs> tempered praise because I have you. That's the point of this roundabout story. I've had you. I've had you WordPress. I've had you SoundCloud. I've had, you know, uh, you people, you strangers on the Internet uh, that have liked my stuff, that have retweeted my stuff. And, look, I took a comedy, stand-up comedy course, you want to call it that. Uh, it wasn't a course to learn how to be funny. It was really just, okay, 
do open mics as much as possible, get on stage, try new stuff, and then, you know, try it on the class. <laughs> so it's really just another open mic. But he, I did get good advice. When he did say, when you write material, A, you want to make sure that's well-written, and B, have it satisfy your sense of humor, meaning it needs to make you laugh. So great advice in life that applies to anything, not just like comedy, right? You know, it could be a sales pitch or, you know, any, anything that you present in this universe. And everything is sales, right? Always sell it. So the point being is that the response to that awesome joke, in addition to some other great stuff, was those are very well thought out soliloquy. Now, I can say, oh, well, he's saying that because it's the material sounds smarter than most like stand-up comedy these days. But I view it <laughs> as, oh, have fun more have more fun talking to yourself again. <laughs> but look, people, in any of the performing arts, you got to create stuff. And in the end, you're creating stuff, you could say because of, you know, lack of huge people to hang out with. <laughs> but what it really comes down to is that when you're a social guy and you're personable and you can connect and completely kill when you go to St. Louis and you see a Cardinals game and you hang out with your bud and, you know, you're connecting with the heartline everywhere, you know, and then you have children, because God gives kids all in the lonely. You, in the end, you know, you all art. It's a labor of love if you're not getting paid for it. And for the most part, you're not getting paid for it uh, for a while. And you know, people in this universe, you know, will try to discourage you and try to control you and try to shape you and mold you. And look, the uh, they're not going to make a fucking difference. If anything, they're just going to motivate you to to you know stick with what you're doing that makes you feel most alive. And you can do it all the way. And so, you know, when he said, oh, well, that's a very well thought out soliloquy, you know, that's another way of saying, have fun talking to yourself. But, you know, my attitude is, is hey, asshole, <laughs> that wasn't a fucking soliloquy. This is not a play. This is pure, hardcore, hilarious stand up. And they always say, success breeds more confidence. And, you know, at this point, you know, I just want to throw it out there. You know, give an opportunity to, you know, give a fuck. Because this comedic train is bound for glory. And, you know, if they don't want to be on board and if they want to pretend that, you know, Biden won fair and square, <laughs> which nobody in Delaware believes, <laughs> then so be it. Uh, like, for example, so I'm in Delaware. My, my in-laws, they live in Greenville, Delaware. I'm like five minutes from like Mr. Garper's house in Greenville, Delaware. Uh, right outside where he skinny dips in front of female secret service agents while buzzing, told you I was bigger than the Boogie Board in Kenyon. I'm at the wine shop and I say, who would have predicted hard seltzer being a thing in our lifetime? At cannabis shops in Massachusetts or democracy being dead and the wine merchant there laugh a long time. So everybody knows that the Icky Shuffle lost, even in his hometown. <laughs> so resist this, Bruce. I hope they're inviting Obama on stage uh, to dance to dance in the dark on Broadway to knock up his bucket list was worth lying about your fan base being racist that could afford your tickets because they have good paying union jobs, unlike this stay-at-home Shemel Slayer comedian over here. <laughs> uh, despite you claiming that everyone in your band was replaceable, including Clarence Clemens, assuming Michael Clark Duncan was Ving Rhames' understudy at Juilliard, when Billy Joel's greatest hits were considered lullaby music for 80s Republicans. <laughs> so, my son's starting kindergarten, and my other two my daughter will be starting the sixth grade, which blows my mind. Her name is Matilda Siganos Kornbluth, and my son Arthur Morrison Kornbluth will be starting the third grade. And I just want to uh, thank the Lord for 
uh, these amazing, beautiful children. And I had so much fun with them. I went to Hershey Park. I highly recommend the experience. And uh, the beaches, Rehoboth Beach, are great. No jellyfish, no rock, no rocks for the most part. And, you know, decent enough waves for boogie boarding. And I ran into an old, uh, she wasn't a friend. She was a girl that was a year younger than me from my high school. I ran into her. I barely recognized her at uh, Rehoboth Beach. Her name was Alex Ardanian. She was super cool. And her mom was there. And she was her son. And I, I completely serenaded her with a bunch of shtick. And it was a great story that I also included on this like text chain. They didn't even acknowledge. So you guys fucking suck. All right. <laughs> you suck for a reason. And your high school friends for a reason. And <laughs> I've been a do-it-all dad, uh, stay-at-home sorry, comedian for, what are we talking here? Uh, I would say six years and change. And I've had minimal FaceTime. And I don't recall you guys reading my book. So you could go work yourselves a long time. <laughs> don't need you to build up my ego anymore. Because I have you guys. <laughs> and I have St. Louis. And I have the freaking Americans at large. Uh, where I sample material and get laughs. Long time, all the time. So, you know, new goal is I want to get on TV. I want to get on Fallon. I don't care about Colbert. Because he sucks. And, but, you know, Fallon. I want to get on Fallon. And I'll do a bunch of kid material. I don't have to do political stuff. I don't give a fuck. I just want to get on TV. Just say that I did it. And I want an agent. So that could be a good way to get an agent. So I could sell my books. <laughs> and get a radio show. And a TV show. And make lots of fuck you money. And then buy a beach house. <laughs> and at that point, have my wife be like, okay, sure. You want to open marriage? No problem. Uh, you want to hook up with uh, Katy Perry? Sounds great. Because, uh, you know, people always say when I'm out in public with my three kids, they say, oh, you got your hands full. I'm like, if I get to kill at Radio City one day and... You know, get my own TV show starring my children called The Coach and Comedians. And my wife agrees to an open marriage with Katy Perry. Then my hands will be full. <laughs> so uh, thank you all for this amazing journey. doesn't mean it's going to be my last podcast. I literally haven't sat down and just had a, a direct conversational flow with my audience in the gazillion years. It's how my Doodle Daddy or podcast started. It morphed into the Pause Daddy podcast, you know, over time. And... The time is just freaking flown by. So I just want to thank everyone that's been a fan, old and new, for allowing me the opportunity to spread my wings and take creative chances and to, you know, make the most out of my, you know, God-given ability to make people laugh and, you know, feel, you know, better or less alone in their place of the world. And I want to thank Heavy Metal, Heavy Metal, and Sammy Hagar, and George Thurgood and the Stores for inspiring me to rock out more than ever. I want to thank uh, my boy Mike Peone for showing me the best time in St. Louis ever. Took a vacation from Kosher, had a pork sandwich, some meat stuff ravioli. I realized, okay, that's not for me, but I'm glad I did it, and it was yummy. And I had the freaking, I went to this brunch place that I insisted on, I had this it was like an ex-Benedict, but it like duck ham. It was freaking awesome. So thank you, Lord, for giving me that little break. But I'm back on the coach steering comedian bandwagon. And we're on our path to achieving do-it-all-dad dunk-out glory. And very excited about what the next six months are going to hold for my year without beer. And that new Elvis movie is awesome, and I highly recommend the experience. Bob Lerman's a pimp for a reason. So I'm going to enjoy my last day a vacation with my family. 
uh, and before they all start kindergarten, all start kindergarten, <laughs> before they all start school tomorrow, and I'm able to put them all on the same bus. <laughs> My daughter's 10, she's got breast spots already. <laughs> she's 11. I really have to stop doing that. Our child services are going to come knocking on my door. She's 11. She's got breast buds. And I said, babe, how does our daughter breast buds already? And my wife says, she's the last person in the class to get them. And I said, then why haven't yours sprouted yet? <laughs> this is the Pause Daddy podcast delivering funny, fast jokes and some occasional hardcore, hilarious, yet incredibly moving stories for you and me. Controlling our kids' economy can make our kids great again. My three fuss-free kids, 99% of the time, are living proof of it. And I'll talk to you guys soon.